Welcome everyone to the Hunting Timothy Books of Magic podcast. Uh, today we are on issue four of volume two. This is a podcast about the comic book series Books of Magic, uh, where we are going through issue by issue of volume two. Today we're talking about issue four by Reber and Gross. Which is cool because this is where Gary Amaro kind of fades out and yeah. Peter Gross starts to come in because you can tell the complete difference in their art styles. Oh, absolutely. And I got to say, I love the Peter Gross stuff so much better. It's cleaner. The, the characters just pop better. Like, mm-hmm. there's a page where Gross does one, and then the, the next part is the same interior, and it's done by Amaro. And the way that he does a certain character just is completely different. Yeah. This is where right. it starts getting good. I Yeah, when I read this, I'm like, oh, yeah, I love this. This is, this is where I started getting really hooked. Just a quick recap of the previous issue. Uh, Timothy was fighting the Manicorn. He got cut by said beast and is now dying. The Falconer was by his side. Tim kind of confronted him about being his dad. And all of a sudden, on the last page of the previous issue, issue three, death shows up. So here we are picking this up from there. And it starts off with his dad kind of having some internal thoughts to himself about um, what he's watching on television and how he wants a good car chase scene and kind of complaining to himself about what's on television, how he can't find the remote and how the remote um, can't walk off and, you know, just kind of giving you a feel of who he is. And on the end of the page, he is starting to sing the Mr. Ed theme song. He is drunk. (laughs) He's got a lot of beer cans there, which amazes me because from the previous issues, even though we haven't had a lot of exposure to Tim's dad, I just still don't see him getting up and moving a lot because you never see that on those pages. He's just always sitting in the chair, you know? The one time we saw it was when he was talking to Tim about uh, how he was happy his mom just married him, even though Tim may not be his kid. You know, that's the only time we ever really see him move out of this chair. Mm -hmm. So Tim is now on the floor of what looks like an apartment building or an apartment of some sort. And the ladies in the room, he's like, so who are you? Um, questioning who he kind of has a sense of who it is I think but he wants to hear who it is from her and she's like well we can talk about that but let's have some tea first and so they go further into this apartment and Tim again asks about her name he, he wants to know, he knows magic is revolving around names, and so he wants to get as many names as he can. And the lady goes, I have a lot of names, Tim, 
even if I stick to my favorites, it'd take forever to run through them all. Um, but who I am, that's easier to say. I'm deaf. Tim starts laughing, thinking that this is a funny little joke. And then realizes, yeah, you are deaf, aren't you? And starts remembering what he has gone through. Um, and almost spills his tea, which would have really upset death because she wants him to drink it while it's warm. Um, and she offers up, you know, hey, sit down on the couch. If you need to hold something, hold this teddy bear uh, I have here. So Tim's like, okay, so I'm dead then. And death goes, well, no, you're not completely dead. If you were completely dead, this would be a lot harder to do. So you're not quite... <laughs> It reminds me of um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I'm not dead yet, you know. Uh, <laughs> and right. so they're just having. Yeah, she said she, she's doing this as a courtesy because right they they met before, and um, she said that with the Manticore venom racing through his body, he would be in yes. an incredible amount of pain. And so to, to keep that him out of that, that agony that she took his soul out of the body and brought him to her flat, which is kind of funny. Correct. Um, <laughs> I think that's the, the, this whole story with her, because I, you know, you don't picture death having a flat or anything like that. You know, it's, <laughs> I think that's why I started right. really enjoying it at this point. Um, but wouldn't she be too busy to have that TV and all those books and stuff? Because yeah, I mean, come on. She's like not, if she's death for the entire universe, then she's does not have time. Well, this time works differently for her. But, right. She's an endless. So apparently they, they all can do right. They're pretty much just, yeah. It's just funny to think of her or that, that thing having right like a refrigerator. Yeah. It's just all the stuff that she has. And it's, it's kind of even neat to see what they put in this apartment for her. Um, and Death calls him out. And he's like, she's like, you know, you get around an awful lot for just being a person. Not let alone a magician, but just being a person. And why were you in fairy? And Tim's like, well, I was trying to figure out who my father was, or who my father is. <clears throat> um, and I do want to call out the amazing Spin Doctor's ad that's just to the right of that page. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an album that I do not remember. <laughs> Sadly, I do. Uh, hey, that new album features Cleopatra's Cat, and I don't remember that song either. It wasn't good. It was no uh, Two Princes. All right. <laughs> so, Death is trying to have this conversation with Tim, and she's like trying to be sympathetic and let Tim kind of get it out of his system. Kind of have just somebody to talk to besides himself. And he calls her out on it. You're just trying to be nice. Uh, I don't need to talk. Thanks. I'm fine. And she's like, well, that's not quite what I was doing. I was trying, you know, I'm just trying to understand what you're going through. Then we hop over to Fairy. 
where uh, is it Tamlin? Yep. Yeah. I always get him and the fairy's name uh, messed up. Tamlin's sitting there, and he is so upset that um, he brought his son to fairy, and he saved fairy. Not even the queen could save fairy. And he changes into a falcon and takes flight and goes to the castle. And the queen comes out and was ecstatic about this. This is like one of the weirdest relationships in comics to me. <laughs> yeah, it's it like, is. I hate you, but thank goodness you're back. And you fixed everything. And she's saying this to Tamlin, and he's like, that wasn't me. And he does some magic, and Harry's... Harry, oh my gosh. Harry! <laughs> <laughs> Tim's body shows up, and uh, she's like, what What did this? And he's like, the manicorn. She's like, I have a cure for everything but manicorn. He's dead. There's not going to be anything you're going to be able to do about it. Um... Sorry. Yeah, she does not even care. No, no. She is like, I'm just happy you're back. Who cares if he's dead? Where did this happen at? We'll build a statue for him. Everything will be fine. Um, in the meantime, the I'm assuming it's the same unicorn that we saw in the previous issue, is standing over the land, kind of looking down, and... Is the unicorn supposed to be taking over as like the narrator? Is that how I'm reading kind of, this? Yeah, because it switches. It switches from like blue or uh, white words to kind of a brown, mm-hmm. which is really hard to read. Yeah, that's again, and then what goes to the next page, which is a lot of darker browns. Yeah, <laughs> and the unicorn is checking in on Tim's dad, and. Which is the first time we ever know his name. Yes. Billy. Billy. And he feels that he is a prat. Um, <laughs> it, you know, he's just complaining. and He's he's being really down on himself. Um, nobody cares about him. He's still singing the Mr. Ed song. Again, remember, he is drunk. And he starts thinking, okay, maybe Tim ran away. Um, but he thinks he's just yeah. out. He'll come back because Tim would have left a note, right? Because that's that's what Tim is. He would have be considerate enough to tell his dad that he ran away, <laughs> not just leave him in the lurch and just not know that he ran away. He may have told him too, and his dad just wasn't paying attention per usual. Right. All right, and we go back to Tim and Death and. He's still giving death a hard time. Like, you really don't care. I don't know why you want to know this stuff. And then he asks where they're going. And she says they're going to the tree of, or to the keep of the three enigmas, which is a closet. Uh, the, the one thing that I really love about this page is that Tim does not care that he lips off to death. No. Like, no thought what he about actually it, says. But... 
is like, well, I'm sorry, but I don't feel much like relieving anyone's eternal boredom at the moment. Like she's just asking him questions and he's getting frustrated that she wants to know what's going on. Right. And he's just like, I don't want to tell you. And just because you're bored, I'm not telling you. This <laughs> is like, so my problem is since you, you know, you're bored. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess that when you're at that point where you're having a conversation with death, you pretty much feel like you're dead anyhow. So what's the matter? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Um, right. Death saying that she collects all this weird stuff until, until recently where she's now collecting postcards and opens up this closet and there's just hat boxes and what looks like supposed to be a barrel full of monkeys and the game twister and just, just full of stuff. And Tim is just blown away. He's like, wow. And Tim asks her, are you still angry at me? <clears throat> and are all those hats? And she's like, no, not in the hat box. That's mostly junk. And he, she said, I can't stay angry with, uh, with you, Mr. Sarcasm, but I can't forgive you either. And she goes, you might try to apologize. And Tim's like, okay, I'm sorry. Apology accepted. Everything's good now. She goes back to, why are you really trying to figure this out? And Tim goes into it that, you know, he wants to figure out who his real dad is that he's living with somebody that is not his dad, but he wants to find out who the real dad is because that's who he is. And <laughs> I, I love this. And death goes, um, you've had sex in school, right? And Tim's like, no, not yet. She's like, let's try that again. You've talked about the reproduction, <laughs> right? And he's like, oh yeah. And he goes into the whole horrific videos that, Everybody had to watch at some point. And <laughs> she goes, do you really care? After watching all that, do you really care where your chromosomes came from? And he's like, no. Well, that's the point. And Tim... Yeah, she's like, well, wh what's the point yeah. then? Wh why do you care so much? And I think it needed to be approached that way for Tim to register that it doesn't matter. He's like, well, you know, the bag man in the park told me that Talman or Tamlin was my father. And the first time he met me, he hit me. And then the second time, uh, he saved my life. And the old dad, or let's see. And then there's my old dad. And I don't know which one I belong to. And Death's like, it doesn't matter. Be yourself. That's all you can be. Just do that, and everything else will work out fine. We hop back. See what's crazy? Oh, sorry. Um, sorry, I'm just no, going to hop please. in. Um, she says something that's almost straight out of Galil Gibran's The Prophet. And this book I read probably in 2000, and after I read it, I kind of broke up with my girlfriend. So it says something right here that was very poignant to me at the time. And she's saying that you don't belong to anybody. You don't belong to that dad and you don't belong to that dad. You belong to yourself. That's, that was a huge eye opening for me back in the day. Like, you know, um, there was another one where he was talking about your kids. You, you don't own your kids. Your, your kids are their own thing. Your job is to raise them to be a better person, but you don't, you can't control or own them. 
right? Because they're their own person. And that blew my brain too. I was like, oh my fucking God, right? And when she brought that up, like, you know, you know give me a break. You, you don't belong to him. You belong to yourself. And for to tell that to Tim, who's struggled his whole life, you know, with a, with a crappy dad, mom's dead. Yeah, it was kind of eye-opening for him. And you can see it in that picture too. Mm-hmm. Like he's just stunned. Like he's just stunned that he never thought of it. Before. Right. It's a beautiful page. Love what they did there. All right. So now we go back over to Ferry. Tamlin's really upset, which how big of an ass he's been in the previous issues. <laughs> it's yeah, kind right. of shocking to see that he's uh, upset. He basically tells the queen, I don't want to be around you. Just get over yourself and leave. And he goes over to Tim's body and she's like, okay, I'm going to leave you here so you can dwell on the dead. And he's like, well, at least get me two candles. Fine. I'll get you two candles. And the pixie, is that what we called him? The pixie? He's like a brownie. Brownie. Thank you. I don't know why I can never think of that. The brownie is like the court gesture is kind of joking with the queen and she's, he's like, yeah, I haven't seen you this upset since yesterday. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, she's like, yeah, shut up. Go get the candles for this fool. And if you come up with any jokes of any kind, songs, anything, don't bother telling me about them. I don't want to know. Tamlin's standing there talking about how, or thinking to himself how the queen's got to be really upset, how jealous she is over a dying kid. And Abadan, Amadan, maybe? Yeah, Amadan. Um, yes. Brings in the candles and goes, so what'd you do to tick off the queen this time? <laughs> He's like, I've been way too busy to kill you. Just stay right over there. I'll kill you in just a second. Just... <laughs> <laughs> and he, the, Talman, then goes into a story about how uh, he met Merlin in his younger days. Like King Arthur Merlin. And Merlin was uh, telling him how he could have... Uh, he went back to Avalon and spent time with Ar- Arthur, Arthur all the way to his deathbed. He goes, I, I could have saved him. I really could have saved him. Um, I could have killed him on any day. And... Tamalyn's like, well, why didn't you if you can? And uh, Arthur, or excuse me, Merlin got really mad and fire started coming from his hands and finally started calling down and spark kind of went <clears throat> of his old pride flickered and died as quickly as it uh, showed up. And uh, he said, you do not understand. How could you? And then he told Tamlin the spell. So, we go back to Tim and Death, and he's talking about how Death can do whatever she wants to do, and how no, you know she she can get away with whatever, and he, nobody worries about her. And she's like, "Well, you're kind of on like this weird, or no?" Tim says he's on like this weird mission, and um, she's like, "Yeah, weird missions. That that sounds perfect for you." <laughs> sorry Tim it's your winter admission time because she's all of a sudden getting this sense that Tim's going to have to leave 
you know, go back to Tamlin and he lights these candles and death shows up Tamlin and she goes Tamlin uh, you can let go now and he asked will the child be okay she's like oh yeah Tim's fine you know um, it's too bad you guys can't talk any longer there's something he wanted to ask you and Tamlin's like I can't leave him here with the queen um he can't face her alone. <laughs> he goes, she believes she loves me and she will blame him for my death and she will be very vicious and cruel. And that's like, really? He'll cope. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's fine. Not a big deal. Uh, <laughs> like I spent an afternoon with this kid. He's fine. Yeah. He's got it figured out. And Tim all of a sudden wakes up and he got hit by hot wax and he finds this letter. <laughs> he even says, weird stuff sure happens to your body when you're not in it. <laughs> <laughs> right. How often does this happen to him? Um, and he looks over his shoulder and he sees the corpse of Tamlin. So the price was Tamlin gave his life to pass it back to Tim. And Tim's yelling at him, you jerk. And I love this part. The queen comes in just yelling at him. You've been the death of your father, and for that, you'll bear your mother's curse. And he goes, oh, I suppose you're you're saying you're my mother. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and nothing. He doesn't even blink an eye. He's like, I don't care. Right. He's like, I'm me, period. Um, which is better than being your son, if you don't mind me saying so. You're a lousy mom, if you were ever my mom. Bye. And just poofs out. And the queen's left standing there and says goodbye with a sad expression on her face. And that's how the book ends. This really picks up. I think it was so much better than the manicorn portion. I think that portion was needed. But this really picks up and carries the story a lot better. My opinion. Yeah, you get to see more of who Tim is, you know, like his strength when he can just talk to one of the endless, like, they're an annoying prat. Right. Yeah, just being a kid who who doesn't care. I mean, I don't think Tim really cares about his life right now. No. I mean, he's just some sad little kid running around town by himself, talking to himself. He's trying to figure out his purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing I did pull out of that that I forgot to mention as we were kind of reviewing it there is that Tamlin did mention that the manicorn was the one that created the desolation in Fairy. Yet, was that issue two where we saw, or was it issue one where it looked like Tamlin had done it? Oh, no. Tamlin started it, but the... Uh, what am I thinking? The Manticore created that barrier that the uh, that fortress. the queen couldn't. Yes, that the queen couldn't break. Okay, okay, or bring down. She like he started all of it, but she couldn't end it because he was more powerful than her. Okay, there it is. Okay, that helped piece that together for me. Okay, but yeah, Tim really starts coming into his own. 
you're seeing that he's got that personality where he's pushing back against anyone and everyone if he feels like it. <clears throat> I really like the relationship he developed with, as oddly as it sounds, death. It, you know, mm -hmm. like a friendship. And I mean, if you think about it, that's probably a great source to go to to get information, even though it wasn't by choice. Because how many deaths, I mean, she's seen how many deaths, and she's got all this knowledge from that passing. And it sounds like, you know, Tim wasn't the first person that she's done something like this with, where she pulls other people over just to have conversations with them to help ease their pain. Yeah. So that's a fantastic resource at that stage that Tim needed. A little disappointing, Tamalin dies. But yep. he did what I think most fathers would do, sacrifice themselves to save their child. He's been alive for 600 years. So, yeah. I mean, he's, he's had his life. But he never really developed the relationship. He didn't realize what he needed in that relationship with Tim. Right. And then he didn't have the opportunity for that relationship with Tim because... Of how things played out. Fantastic read. I'm looking looking forward to getting into these next books. This is where it picked up for me. I got really excited to read it. Um, and it just gets so much better as we go. Yep. All right. Anything else we want to add to this one? I can't think of anything that we need to bring in because, you know, it, it's just him, Death, Titania, Abaddon, and... The Falconer. Uh, Tamlin, yeah. Tamlin, yeah. Not many, you know, we find out Billy's his dad, that his yep. name is Billy. or And he's a Pratt. He's a... <laughs> <laughs> and, and that Tim would leave a note when he'd run away. That's pretty much what we'd get from this one. Right. He's a conscientious offender, or whatever it would be. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he's around much, but when he's not around, he still leaves notes. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, let's, I'll put a bow on this one, and uh, until next time. Cool. I'll talk to you later. See ya. Bye.